The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, this is Christopher Lewis and Tina Bachrach. And welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between. And always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. And if you're looking for the right partner, we'll help you navigate through today's dating challenges intelligently. And if you're already in a relationship, well, we'll help you keep it fresh. Hey, Tina, what's going on today? Chris, I'm going to kill my husband. I (laughs) I swear, that man... Every, the biggest arguments we have every single week, every single day, okay, is how many treats and how much food he gives our dogs. Oh, so this I is... mean, it's it's just unbelievable, and everyone comments okay. about how overweight, how obese our dogs are. We have two dogs. Your dogs are a little roly polies, by a the way. Little, they're a lot. I love them to death. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Poor Suki has a sway back. Ooh, that's not I good. Know. So, which made, yeah. it made me think about today's topic, which is I think we should discuss um, pets and how they impact a relationship. Okay, I think that's a great topic to discuss. Um, like all if right, we're going to move in together, right? Um, you know, how do you? Hey, are you a dog person? Are you a cat person? What if you hate the person's pets that you're with? Yeah. Or you know, how do you divvy up the responsibilities of right. having these pets? Well, these so are these all are things... some of the things that we're going to talk about. Okay. Today. Well, I'm excited about this because as you know, not many people out there, but as you know, about eight, nine months ago, we got our first pet together, my <laughs> girlfriend and I. And um, it's this cute little dog, you know, it's a little, um, what do we call it? A chihuahua, Chihuahua-ranian, a Pomchi, pom- if, if you will. Pomeranian Chihuahua. Pom- chi, or as will. my husband says, the worst of two breeds put together. <laughs> yeah, nice combo. <laughs> <laughs> Loud, obnoxious, but so damn cute at the same oh, time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah, adorable. Okay, so we actually, for our first time as, as a couple together, have brought in this new little puppy and She's about nine to ten months old now. Adorable, love her to death. But you know, it creates a lot of new, interesting things in our lives that we can get into as we discuss this. Well, yeah, and, and again, you, and people should know too. You went to school years ago. You were with the intention of becoming a veteran. That's correct. So you do have some animal experience yes and by the way people i know every single dog breed out there in the entire world so if anyone ever walks down around with a dog i go oh that's a such and such oh this is a blah 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 so i'm really good at that and but you know how many people though too but get pets and they have no idea they just get it because it's cute right they have no idea what it entails because certain breeds are more difficult than other breeds yeah and this is why i think with uh, some of the spcas and adoption agencies why there's so many of those breeds at those places like that because people cannot handle certain dogs right or mm-hmm. the barking let's face it i mean i had a chihuahua myself right i lost this last year he was 15 and a half and i loved him to death he had that a good dog run did not shut the hell up <laughs> but he had a great run and <laughs> you love that dog run. to death oh don't me? worry we're going to be 
be getting into you and uh, you know Benny for sure. So this is a lot of the topics that we're discussing today. It's about okay. So as you know, what we've already touched upon, we're going to be discussing um, relationships and pets, and or vice versa, pets and their. Um, because let's face it, pets are kind of like kids, and they they really do figure out who the kid who they can play and who they can't they right. know who they can get away with doing things and who they can't and so many times i find that in the relationship one of you is the disciplinarian and one of you is not that's correct and the that animal will always lean towards the favorable one who does the lesser of the two <laughs> well it's kind of hard to keep them how to train them if you've got one person who's not who is not following up the, correct if, you know how do you how do you train? It's like same thing with a child. I mean, how do you get them to behave or train them? I, I shouldn't say that. Because, well, <laughs> train I'm, them. I'm sure some people no, you're right. They need to be trained. Like, All kids but, need to be trained, just but, like animals need to be trained. Yeah. So how do they know if if they can if one person's only enforcing the rules and one isn't? Right. Well, I mean, these are the things that why once again why we're discussing today because I think both of both parents in this situation need to be on the same page and it takes time to get that way because first of all you're right we all have um different ways that we view that animal why we want the animal um like i said for myself i love animals to death but i also know for me being pre-vet and things i've been around a lot of animals my whole life and i also know what they need as far as discipline and some of the other things as well which most people are not really agreeable upon that right well, this is why it's a good, I think having a pet is a good test for a couple. Um, but if a couple's moved in together, and of course they think they're going to get married and they're going to have children, a dog can oftentimes be a good test. You're going to find out um, what kind of parenting skills, so to speak, that this other person has. Um, first mm-hmm. of all, I want to start this off with Chris with saying that there was a study done by the University of Buffalo that says that pet-owning couples handle stress better and were closer than their uh, petless uh, counterparts. Okay. So bringing animals can certainly bring you together, um, bring you closer together. Right. But I think they can also reveal a lot about you as a person. And I know for myself, you know, when I dated, this was always a really good clue. Men, okay. Ladies and guys both. This is a really great clue. So much of how a person was brought up can tell you a lot about their views on animals. That's so right. So I've had people say to me, "Oh well, I you know I didn't have pets a ch- as a child. We we didn't have pets. Like zero, or zero pets. You yourself never had any pets as a child. Oh no, I did. No, I okay. Didn't. We I don't remember a time of my life never not having pets. <laughs> Dogs, cats, gerbils, Chickens, guinea pigs, bunnies, hamsters, chickens, hamsters. rabbits. Yeah, everything, <laughs> everything. And um, I'm pretty sure anybody that moved into the house when we were kids, if they dug up that flower bed there was probably just we buried all of them out in the flower bed so um but yet it can tell you a lot about a person if they never had pets or oh yeah we had pets but they were kept outside right that is a clear indicator those people are going to be more difficult in our a probably not going to want to have pets themselves right or B, if you're that person like me who has to sleep with the dogs or the cats and everybody in bed with you, that person more than likely is not going to want that. So be sure to listen to this person when you're dating. If animals are important to you, 
ask these questions on the first few dates. You have pets. Well, and by the way, let's let's also, you're right, that's a very good point because I know that most of the time, some people are like, no, I'm just not a pet animal. Like, I just I just don't pet deal. Pet person. Sorry, pet person, <laughs> pet, pet animal. Yes. <laughs> I'm not an animal. <laughs> um, no, seriously though, but yeah, a pet person because sometimes you, you get people like, oh God, I can't stand animals. Like, here's a good example. So my sisters, for instance, they do not like dogs for some reason. Okay. Okay. Run from dog. I don't know if it's a black thing or not. I mean, because that's something that's also been said, which is probably a stereotype, and it's also a farce. But a lot of the time, my sister, every time she sees a dog, she's like, "Oh my god!" She freaks out, flips out, and I'm like, "What is the big deal? It's just this cutest little animal right. that could be the size of like." Was she bitten as a child? No, or no. She was oh. probably knocked on the head a few times. I mean, but never bitten as a child. <laughs> that's so, funny. Yeah, okay. but she can. She's that type of person where she will never be a pet person and even when she's around them she flips out so and but as a child we had a dog or two growing up i mean i did i guess she would never probably say that but i did and um for some reason somehow they always got lost in my mom's eye i don't know how that happened i'm still trying to figure that one out but these animals always disappeared Ooh, ran away mom's got some spleen but mom was also the one who brought us the animals said i can have a dog she didn't yeah. probably want the dog, though, either. Well, my mom was always bringing home lost okay. pets. Or as, and something I thought about when, when I was thinking about this story. When I was a kid, we ended up with a cat. Okay. And uh, Zapper was gorgeous. He was like this this um, Siamese mix. Okay. And so we had that, that really, you know, really kind of annoying meow <laughs> that I loved him. And unfortunately, some friends of ours had found him. At okay. A, I know people, I know. It always goes back to porn, but they found him in a porno drive-in theater. <laughs> Wait, what? And her husband, this was in Ohio. Yes, they had porno drive-in theaters. <laughs> and her husband hated him. And would put carpet tacks in the window sills. So when the cat jumped up in the window oh, sill, no. of course he landed on carpet tacks. So she felt horrible. She was a wonderful lady. So we ended up with Zapper. Okay. And that was how old the, was the cat by this point in time? Oh gosh, Zapper was probably three or four years old. Got it. So we had him for for many years. He was the sweetest cat. Indoor, outdoor. Um, indoor because yeah. he somebody again someone had declawed him. Okay, yeah. So you know when you have a declawed cat, they, they should have not to stay be going indoor. outside. Yeah, they cannot fend for themselves. Should, technically. I don't know why anyone would want to declaw a cat. But of course, there again, this was in the 1970s. Right. So I don't know the people. Hey, your furniture has to be saved. I mean, I I believe in the declaw. I I had a... What? Okay, you know what? No. First of all... Chris. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to your toes and see how you like it. (laughs) How about that? My cat never went outside, though, as well, though. And it's the safety of just like, once again, he was an indoor cat. It was safe. You're going to get hate mail. I hope you know You know, I probably will. But let me me state my cause here. I'm stating my cause. Okay, right now. go ahead. First, I loved the crap out of my cat. My cat was the sweetest, most enduring thing ever, and it was just... I love this cat, but I did get a declawed because once again, it's like when they scratch up your furniture, some expensive couches or whatever the hell it is, we've all seen that. What happens? They can ruin a lot of crap, right? They do ruin a lot of stuff, but... Wait, say that again? Wait, what was that again? Yes, but that's what you accept when you get a cat. And this is true, but I also know having a cat and me being a 
great pet owner that I am. Oh, okay, we should maybe we want to bring your gal in here and ask her how great a pet owner. Hey, you let's are leave. Right let's now. leave the other half out of this right now until we get. I'm talking about my cat right now. We'll get to the dog in a little bit, but we're talking about the cat right now. Anyways, no, I've had this cat for like 18 years. Which you know? incidentally, you do not have this cat. Now. No, well, because the cat after 18 years passed away, okay. but I kept the cat all the okay. way through. It was an amazing cat. Um, but as you can see, how Tina and I are bantering right now, everyone. This is what happens in relationships when you have an animal because some people believe in one thing and others believe in something else but this is where you have to tie in your interests together and if you're going to have an animal together you need to at least be on some similar pages not really full-on board with each other but at least be on the same page somewhat and along with being on the same page mm-hmm. that means also when you get a pet you have to really take into consideration and consult your partner another thing this study said you mean you just don't show up with an animal and say here you go no <laughs> you do not just show up with an animal and you have to be prepared people for the vet bills oh yeah typically i found that um this is something study they did online you need to plan a budget because when you first get a dog it's approximately twelve hundred dollars a year and a cat is approximately a thousand dollars a year i'm wow. assuming they're getting these numbers because of the fact that you have to get them sh- their shots and their spay right. their neutering and so it's that initial setup of course and then it does get quite expensive at the beginning which a lot of people you're right do not prepare for no no right. they people you know we got i always thought having mutts was a good idea mm-hmm. well our mutt sookie has had twelve thousand dollars worth of surgery right a knee well, surgery and a, and a back surgery but so, these are things over the years yeah. that would happen too if you had a child or anything as well which well exactly but there mm-hmm. are a lot of people though too and again which one are you hopefully you and your partner are both on the same page because what if one of you's like well i'm not paying that and let's just have the dog put down and the other person's oh no yeah. we can't so right and that's again, a, and that's what, a big where's, unfortunate where's the expectation going to be with the budget so a budget needs to be discussed before you get the pet and obviously depending on you know are you are you somebody that's going to go to the pound and get right. a dog or are you one of those people that you have to go and spend a lot of money on a certain breed because there are certain breeds that also come with a lot more health issues yes this is so, very and true anyway number one always make sure that you guys discuss the budget <laughs> the pet budget right this is that's a very important point okay and so let's talk about some of the other things that we need to discuss with having a pet in your household well when you have a pet just just like having kids, it's a responsibility. Yes, it is. So with that responsibility comes, what's your work schedule? Are right. you going to be home to walk this dog? Who's going to walk it? Because it needs walked at least a few times a day. Well, and anybody, and any pet owner knows, pets are, kind, again, kind of like kids. They should be and need to be on a schedule. Right. So if maybe, and this doesn't mean leaving your dog out in the yard all day long either, people, because no, that's just tying neglect. No, to a tree. <laughs> that's or, so it, neglectful. No, it's so bad. Right. But also, like... You know, and we've had friends like this, Chris. Mm-hmm. I know you know friends like this, and I'm thinking of one particular couple who's a party couple. So if you're the party couple, you know, if you're going out and staying out late at night right. and you think you're going to sleep in, dogs that are on a schedule don't sleep in unless you just want to let them go poop and pee all over your house. This is true. And you bring up a, actually a really good point because um, that leads to the whole t- uh, topic of spontaneity, you know, because yes. all of a sudden you having an animal not so much a cat i mean one thing about cats that i have to be really grateful for is that you can leave a cat for a few days and they're fine on their own if you need to go somewhere but with a dog the responsibility factor is that you all of a sudden that spontaneous trip that you want to take or head down this way or whatever it's now you have to really think about what you're going to do and who you're going to leave the dog with if it's not coming with you oh absolutely and if you're like me and i'm so embarrassed there we go i'm so embarrassed (laughs) to say this 
so when we um, when my one of my my second major pet that I had was Ben, who was my little three legged Chihuahua mix. Right. I found him online through a rescue. Um, he had been hurt as a baby and lost his leg at a very early age, so he didn't know any different. And of course, because he only had three legs, I coddled him <laughs> like a lot. Why don't you delve into that a little bit more? Give them some more, Tina, on what you've done with Ben, by the way. So my husband is so cute. He always had um, a, he always has a glass of water on his nightstand because first thing in the morning when he wakes up, he likes to drink that glass of water. It's a daily occurrence. Every day has to have it. Well, when we first got Ben, he was only a few months old, and he was sitting there in bed, and Ray got his cup of water and had it on the nightstand, and Ben hops over, and he looks at the glass of water, and he looks at me. And he looks at the gla- glass of water again, and he looks at me, and he woof, gives me a little roof. And I'm like, oh, my God, isn't it cute? He wants a drink of water out of your glass. And that started the whole thing. Oh, my ben God. Ben only drank out of a glass of water that you had to hold for him, So I had to hold so for him. So now what you've created was this monster <laughs> of a dog who can now only drink out of glass of water. So if you put water on the ground, he's not having it. No, no. Wow. And... And okay, and like what we were just said, the segue is what Chris was just saying about what you were saying about the trips and going mm-hmm, on trips. Right. Now what happens? You have a dog that's so coddled, so I would have to pay extra money to have someone stay at the house right. to take this constant care of him. And you know, I had to write down a whole list of when he gets fed and when he gets his dink dinks. Oh that's my what it was god. called. It was a dink dink. <laughs> so and then I would have friends say, Oh my god, Ben's giving me kisses. I go, No, I go, he wants to drink a while. That's him trying to tell you he wants a drink of water. So just beware, people. The more you coddle, the more you baby, the more bad habits you give them, the more expensive it is when you want to go somewhere because now... Ben can't stay with anyone, or he's he's gone now, unfortunately. He passed away in July. But um, when you go somewhere, you couldn't just leave him with just anybody because then he wouldn't eat. So he, he wouldn't eat. He would go on like a little hunger strike. So then I have to have someone stay at the house, and that's more expensive. Oh, my God. It was, you guys, I think big I, mistake. I think we're going down that path with me and my girlfriend because our dog, once again, <laughs> I who, think is, you are too. who is only nine months old. Once again, people, nine months old. This dog from day one, she's like... He can't be a home. She can't be a home by herself. I'm like, she's a dog, honey. She should be crate trained. No, no crate training. Okay, then let me build a pen and we'll put her in the pen. Once again, I've done this a thousand times. I don't know what I'm doing. And every dog that I've had or whatever have been amazing. They're super disciplined, super great around people. No. So now we have to hire a pet sitter to come sit with the dog for at least two hours where I'm like, but we're only going to be gone for two hours. I don't care. Someone needs to be at the house with the dog. I'm like, but the dog needs to sleep. I don't care. Someone needs to be with the dog. So we have this pet sitter coming over all the time now. And it's just, our dog has imprinted on my girlfriend immensely. And that's something that happens as well. You know, when you when you get a new animal, as we all know, that animal is going to imprint on one of you. Yes, but your girlfriend's problem is the same thing as my problem, right. which is you don't we have any are kids. childless. You don't, you're right. So you do we, not have any kids. Now, and I always say if my, if I had children and they were as bad as Ben was, <laughs> I sw- I'd be visiting prison probably every week. Right. I mean, it was just, it's so sad, but we do, those of us that don't have kids. Right. And, then you, and then you think, well, it's a little dog. I mean, so what if it jumps on people? It weighs eight pounds or 10 pounds. Who cares? Well, what about the 40-pound dog that now thinks it's a lap dog? I mean, what about that? So my mother-in-law had a dog. It was a golden retriever that when it was a puppy, she's like, oh, it can sit in our lap. I'm like, 
that's cute now, but it ain't going to be so cute when it's about <laughs> 75 pounds, still trying to crawl on your lap at the age of eight years old. What the hell? We had a 140-pound St. Bernard when I was a kid that that dog would sit there and she thought she was sneaking up into your lap. <laughs> Believe me, 140 pounds does not sneak no. into your lap. No, it does not. You can see that thing coming from a mile away. We all, Once again, we all have our issues with our animals. Like We all have our things cute. that... And they don't talk back. And I agree with that 100%. You know, but there has to be some common law, some common ground that both of us need to decide on. I always say a, a dog will never tell me it hates me and I ruined its life. That's why I love animals. That's why I love pets. But I am a horrible dog. But at the same time. I feel Tina's going to be crazy cat woman, dog woman after all this as oh, she gets older. Oh, my God. I've always had cats. And I'm afraid for we, you. The only reason we don't now is because of the coyote issue in our neighborhood. And we leave doors open. Oh, my God. I am very afraid for you when you get older. So, again, you know, and and part of, like, what brought this up, my husband with the overfeeding of the dogs. That's, like, the biggest argument we have is the overfeeding. So, I'm literally sneaking and grabbing food out of the bowls and throwing it in the trash and then putting a paper towel on top to try to hide the fact so he won't see that I threw it away. And um, so, part of the whole feeding thing comes the exercise. So, who's going to walk this dog? So, who who does that for you? I do, okay. but he does it primarily because now his dog is so spoiled. Right. She doesn't like to walk with me. She wants to head right back to the house if she knows he's Oh, the I got it. Yeah, that we happens just, as we well. Have a, we have just a mess at our it's house. It's okay, but... Our animals, it's like the, the, the patients are running the asylum around there. <laughs> but think about it. How many pet owners actually have animals like that? And I know that, um, like I said... One of my friends, for instance, you know, and this is and this is a very good one. Like, um, he was dating this girl, and literally, like, she already had three dogs before he ever got with her. And now that they're together, married, and so on, her dogs, you know, there's three dogs. Now he even brings another dog in this situation. So they have about five dogs in their household just because he wanted his own animal and not hers. So he got his own dog and he has it trained differently. He could give a shit about the other dogs, right? He's like those little mutt, like little things he just want to kick around the house all day. I'm like, but they're yours too. Now he goes, no, they're not. This one dog's mine. Those are hers. I'm like, that's just not right. Is it? Do you do you think it's a control issue? I I think so because I have to admit for myself, um, of like, and this is I have to say it. Okay, so <laughs> anyone that I've ever dated <clears throat> that has had an animal, I look at that animal going, it's not mine, and so I have this different look on the animal because you know they're already into their ways at this point in time, and it makes and so when you're coming into something when something's already set in stone and. You're not going to want to ruffle any feathers. So you just kind of have to deal with it for the most part. Unless you um, come in and just try to do something different, you have to be very careful on how you approach that situation with the person you're with. Yes, because animals are like kids. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't want you saying anything to their animal. That's correct. Correcting their pet. Uh, um, having really any say in, right. in, in this pet. And so that's why a lot of people do feel like they have to go out and get another pet. Or if they get one, then it's ours together. Where that's, that's right. That was yours from before. So, um, which yeah, kind it's- of is in a way, and this is one of the questions that they ask um, in some of the research I was doing, what if the pet gets more attention than you do? Oh, I've had that happen a few times. That's actually a little bit my current situation. You know? But then again, she's a puppy as well. And so my girlfriend coddles this dog.
dog to the T, but I, I love this little dog to that. She's the cutest little dog. And it's, it's been a very big learning curve for us. You know, I, um, once again, one of the things that's new for me with having a dog with my um, significant other right now is the fact that um, I didn't realize how much she would actually coddle this dog and be into having this animal where, you know, we've been around dogs and things before. It's like, yeah. You know, it's cute, da da da. But now that it's ours, it's uh-huh. like wow, it's like a whole nother light that I see her Are in you now. Feeling left out. I feel a little left out every now and oh, then, which is okay. But you know what? But, you know, we've talked about all this. We've gotten over this. Like our, okay, so here's one of the biggest riffs. Our dog sleeps in our bed with us. And you know what that means. Intimacy time just goes out the window. I was going to get to the Mm -hmm. sex part. Does the dog get to stay? Or does the pet, it could be a cat too. Right. They get to stay on the bed. It's as a puppy, it's tough because the puppy's always going to want to jump on the bed because it's used <laughs> to being on the bed. Whereas if it never happened that way, it's it's so now we're training her how to stay on the ground, stay in your bed as she's gotten older now while we're having our time. But it's taken some time for us to get to that point. Whereas like you know, I just want to kick it off the bed all day long. I know at the same time that You're she's so mean. I'm saying. <laughs> But at nighttime, she sleeps with us at night, and I love when she sleeps with us in bed at night. I have yeah. to admit, like, I love having this dog in bed, but I also know that when it's, you know, sexy time and intimacy time, <laughs> it makes it a little more difficult <laughs> because now the dog's like, you want me in the bed? You don't want me in the bed. What the fuck, guys? if you close it out, then it's all scratching at the door and crying. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Oh. Speaking of which, scratching on the door, <laughs> when the puppy was really little, there was this time where, <laughs> this is pretty damn funny, we literally had to put the dog in the playpen and walk out the front door, sneak around to the backyard, <laughs> go to the back, have our sexy time, and then and she wouldn't even start, like my girlfriend goes, no, we have to sneak back in the same way we came out. I go, she's a puppy. If we go through the front, if, our, if we go through our bedroom, honey, it's not going to matter. No, we have to go back through the back door. So we go around the back door again, come to the front door as if we had left the house altogether. You know, that's one story. Now that's the other. Okay, but it even gets better now. We've a few times we've had to go get a hotel just to have sexy time because we needed to get away from the dog. Once again, who's only nine months old? This dog's getting expensive. <laughs> it's very expensive. Hotel. It's like we're sneaking around on our own dog. <laughs> But it's hilarious now because once again now it's like we've we've got on this out, you know, we've we've gotten to this like I guess what I'm getting at everyone is the fact that it's a learning curve and experience. Like we've learned how to gel what she wants from the dog and what I want from the dog and we've we're blending it together now. So the dog's gonna be almost one years old. Um but we've we've actually put in our stuff together to where I feel like it's it's more symbiotic now. Yeah. And she's a lot of fun. Well probably creating a, a time and a space. So, because I ran into the same when I had Buster, my first right. dog, and I was married to my first husband. Buster, I don't know if it's because he wasn't neutered when he got when we got him, and then we had him neutered. He's okay. only two years old, um, but he knew when we were having sex. And he would get all the pillows together on the bed and start hunching the pillows. Oh, no. And like he, yeah, I'm like, oh my god, like he knows what we're doing. You mean he was having his own sexy he was time? His own sexy well, time. Well, at least he wasn't pillows. using his stuffed animals. <laughs> I've seen some dogs do that, have their own stuffed, stuffed animals. animals. They're all like going out. I'm like, oh, that is not good. No, no, not no. at all. 
So I guess carving out a time and making sure that they respect that space right. <laughs> somehow. Which is quite true, though, because all animals actually need their own space as well. And this is why some people leave their crates out throughout their whole entire lives, because that's their home. That's their private time. And so everyone, like, like we do as well, we need our own personal space. Animals need their own personal space as well. And cats, by God, they will let you know right away when they need their space oh, or not. Yeah. Oh, cats. Well, cats are easy. It's like F you. Yeah. Away. Right? Who cares? They will not give you the time of no, day. No, no. But then there are some cats I've had that are like dogs. Yeah. They like to be right there with you and in your lap and on your pillow by your head. See, but I love that though. I used to love that with cats. And I, oh, and yeah. quite frankly, I love that with dogs. And that's one thing about the beauty of having pets as a couple. It does bring you closer together because when you're walking the dog together and you're out with them and playing with them, it's so much fun. Well, yes, it can bring you closer together. Mm-hmm. But last but not least, in one of our episodes, we talk about an exit plan, right? Oh, that's when correct. people break up, well, you better have an exit plan for that dog too, or cat, right. or whatever pet it may yeah, be. Yeah, who's getting because it? Because there are people that actually go to court and fight over custody of their animals or visitation. Yeah. So whose pet is it? You better that's a tough see, you one. might want to establish, try to establish um, that up front. Yeah, and that's have some a tough sort one. of plan. For right. It is a tough one. And right. I can't, honestly, I can't. Uh, really give any good advice there except for have a plan right be ready to leave and take the child with you well but on take, the, take the fur ball this is sneak it in the car <laughs> this is very true but on the flip side of it all though once again if you're bringing an animal in together right. as a couple um relationship wise cohabitating right before you get married whatever it is you're um this animal is going to be with you for at least 12 to 18 years of its life yeah, so it's a right. huge commitment and that's you both point, better be Chris. ready to be along for the ride together with this that's a very good mm-hmm. point and and, um, you know, it's going to have good habits and bad habits and that are going to either be exacer- exacerbated <laughs> by you, depending if you're like uh, myself and Chris's girlfriend. Right. It could get real bad. Once but, again, um, people, I preface, I love my little dog. Oh, I love my dog. They are so <laughs> naughty sometimes and just so, but I think it's so cute. I can't help myself. They all have their own personalities. That's they the other do. thing as well. They yeah. do. Yeah. But God forbid having more than one or two. It's it's it's, it's some people well, you know, too. And when you get when you and I know another couple that that did this. She um, she was bored. Mm-hmm. You know, she was a lady of leisure, shall we say? She was bored. She had a lot of dogs, and the problem is, is they t- can take on a pack mentality. That's true. So I think. I think that kind of the old adage, two's company, three's a crowd, that's when you bring in a third animal, that right. can be. Yeah, that's, that's a, a good lot. point. That's, that's a, a good lot. point. Three and over is. Right. Unless well, you live on a farm. <laughs> oh, my God. The then they're nowhere. just running wild. It's like old yeller. <laughs> running around I'm like I want a horse I'm going to bring a horse right. in I want a baby goat I want a baby the beast, goat. Pu- Billy Pig yeah. I want one of those too all I want is a monkey I've just always wanted a monkey you know that's all I want and I'm going to get one one of these days no, too you laugh now I'm getting a monkey no, we're going to talk about that you know that's my monkey's going to throw poo in your face how about that I'm going to get a monkey you know what it probably <laughs> poo in your face all day oh, God. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's pretty much our topic. But um, once again, and last thing before we end this conversation about pets, everyone I know during the pandemic time, I mean, the 
the dog and cat ratio has just skyrocketed. Yeah, it has. So, We've noticed a lot in our neighborhood. Yeah. A lot of puppies. Lot so of just puppies. make sure, once again, that you have this animal for the right reason. And if you cannot take care of your animals, for God's sake, try to find a good home or, or give it to someone who really, really cares. And don't treat it like a lot of people do with kids. Um, if your partner's telling you they're not into having a pet, take what they say verbatim. Don't just go buy a cat or a dog um, and think this person's going to fall in love with it because more than likely they're not and they might not treat it very nice right hence us ending up with the cat that we did when i was a kid so treat getting a pet the same way as you would having a baby take That's it very, very seriously point. and realize realize the the um, responsibility that it's going to take to have a lot it. of responsibilities a yes. ton of it yeah all right Okay. All right. So we're done with that subject and we're going to um, do our question ah, time. Yes, you know, we please. have a very good question today and um, here it is. All right. And this is obviously dealing with the um, topic of okay. at hand today. So here's our question that we have. Hey, Chris and Tina, love the podcast and how will you two seamlessly work together? Aww, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much for sharing your raw and funny truths about relationships and keep up the great work. So here's my question. Before moving in with my girlfriend a year ago, she already had two small dogs that ruled the roost in her eyes, (laughs) which I always just rolled my eyes and ignored. But now that we're in a place together, how do I set boundaries on things that I don't see eye to eye with her about certain things that the dogs do without causing a riff in our relationship? That's a great question. It is a great question, and it's a hard one, but you do need to sit down and have a um, calm conversation and not when you're upset, not when something's happened already that you're upset about. But, you know, you it's an adult situation, so you have to treat it like an adult. You have to sit down and have a conversation about right. what your expectations are um, in regards to this pet. Right, and hopefully Pets. you'll find some sort of compromise because, once again, and which is a very good question because I think I touched upon it in our segment just uh-huh. now on – if someone already has an animal and you're just coming in out, you're pretty much the third wheel sure, at this absolutely. point because that animal is already set in its ways. So either you have to just kind of conform to what's already going on or if you have issues, make sure you talk with your partner and just like let her know, but in a very gentle way, hey, I have an issue with this and let's see if we can work it out. Yeah, because um, keep in mind, people, that there are... If you get into a relationship with someone who is not a pet person and you are, I mean, I have heard of people trying to give ultimatums. Hey, mm-hmm. the cat goes or I go. Yeah. Uh, an animal person, that's like that's like telling somebody to get rid of their kid. That's <laughs> not just not going to happen. It's not an option. And if you are really serious about this person, don't even go down that road. Good, good quest. All right, guys, that's our uh, show from the day. Uh, Tina, any last words before we head out? Any last words? Um, <laughs> don't let your dog drink out of a glass. Let's just start with that. Um, anyway. Don't um, sneak out the front door in order to go have sex in the back. Yeah, and don't go to a hotel. Hotel. <laughs> hey, but any staycation is a good reason that's for true. that. So. That's true. That was just a good yeah. excuse. Okay. <laughs> it was um, a good excuse. Please um, please stay in touch with us, everyone. Um, yeah, if you questions. have any, remember, keep bringing in the questions. DM us on all of our social media pages at dating intelligence at any of the social media pages um thank you for um bringing questions to us because keep them coming yes please do we love hearing from you and um, we have more great topics coming from you so or for you so until then keep it fresh all right everyone have a great day stay safe millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.